Hello there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks, Morris. This is Marie, the SLP, with your September Q&A episode. That is right, I am putting it out literally at the end of September, and I am so sorry about that, but things have been crazy this month. I want to share a win with you really quick. I officially, officially today, have caught up on all of my IEPs from the school closure in the spring. So everything that was put on hold is officially caught up with and done. Oh my goodness, you guys. Even just saying it out loud right now, huge weight lifted off my chest. So I'm going to answer your questions. Some of them are speech pathology related. Some of them are journal related. The Say Thanks More journal is out, y'all, and I am so excited to be answering your questions about it. So uh, let's get going here. So the first part, the first part, I'm reading the question already. The first question I have, somebody asked, what's the favorite part, my favorite part? (laughs) What's my favorite part of the Say Thanks More journal? Um, okay, so my favorite part about the actual journal uh, is probably the fact that every day is a different gratitude prompt. So you might have a day, I'm actually looking through it through mine right now, just to give you an idea. You might have a day where you list three things you're grateful for, three ways you added value in the day, and three good things that happened to you that day. You might actually list out one thing you're grateful for, one reason you laughed, one reason or one way you helped somebody. Um, and then you might just have a free, I, I have some uh, creative space in there for you. You might just have a free flowing thought or maybe a dream you had the night before that you want to write out. So there's um, space for you to do that. There's some blank pages or some blank lined pages, I should say. Um, and then I also really like, see, I like the whole part, but I think that's that's the idea is my favorite part of it is the fact that there's a different prompt for every day. Sundays are really cool because on Sundays, um, you, I have some, like a chart, which I love, or graph, more, it's more of a graph where you can write your goals for the week, ideas for the week. I love that because on Sundays, that's like my creative day. Um, and Sundays or Saturdays. And so I just use that on the weekends and kind of plan out my week and all my content and things like that. So um, that would be the fa- my favorite part, like actual parts of the journal. My favorite part of this journal as a whole, as like what it means to me, um, is it's basically an extension of a gift I got from my mom when I was, I think I was 16. Um, and uh, for Christmas one year, she gave me a gratitude journal. And I, you know, it's just, she just wanted us to list 10 things we were grateful for every night in, uh, in a composition book. And we got that gift for Christmas and I didn't really understand the concept, but I did it. And now so many years later, I understand it and have created a journal. So it's like an extension of my mom's gift to me, which is just, I want to tear up. Um, but yeah, so uh, that, I would say those are my two favorite things. Um, I've also gotten questions on why I created journal, which you just kind of got, I guess, a little bit of that answer in that it's important to me. Gratitude is such something that, and I've talked about this on a podcast a while back now, um, but gratitude is something so foundational for how we work on like mindfulness, right? We work on ourselves and on uh, what's going on inside. I think gratitude gives us a great foundation to help us start looking inwards. Because while we can sit and write, I'm grateful for the roof over my head, I'm grateful for clean air to breathe. Um, We can start really thinking about, you know, I'm grateful for, um, I I can't even think of anything right now. Should I look in my journal? Should I get a prompt? But, you know, you can start looking inward, looking at the reasons why maybe you're grateful, you're grateful for your health, you're grateful for your strong body or your strong muscles. 
you're grateful for your kind heart. And then some of those prompts, you know, ways you added value um, or ways people maybe added value for you that day and things you learned from them. So it just is a really good way to be reflective and to start the process. It's not the end all be all in my opinion, but that's why there's blank space spaces in the journal. Keep writing, you know, keep being creative or um, keep letting your thoughts just flow. Maybe you'll solve a problem you had inside that you didn't even know was there, but it was causing all this mayhem in your outside life. So that's kind of like, that's why. That's why the journal. And I think right now is a great time. Um, great time to be uh, talking about these things because I think a lot of self-reflection is important when there are lots of things um, being shown on, you know, the media, things that might seem more negative or might be taken more negatively or whatever it is. I think it all starts within. The environment within will affect your environment outside. Um, to hear more about mindfulness in the journal, I actually really want to direct you to listen to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I was just recording with these with uh, Rachel and Claire, the lovely ladies that host that podcast, and we had such a great talk about the Say Thanks More movement. We had a great talk about mindfulness and about the journal. And so make sure you go listen to that. It'll be out next Tuesday, um, so in a week. All right, so let's get on to the next question. I have been showing a lot about my speech room <laughs> on the old Instagram, and I've gotten a lot of questions about how I got the space that I have because I am a, you know, work in a school district. I'm a school-based SLP, and I think typically we understand that school-based SLPs um, not always. Sometimes they have full classrooms, and in my district, typically, um, there are bigger spaces, but I definitely didn't start out in a very big space, and so I wanted to address this question because I know it's come up for a few people. But the bottom line about the why or the how I have the, the space I have, which is still shared and I love it, um, is that I was assertive for the things that I need for the way that I practice speech pathology, the way that I service my kiddos. Um, and it didn't happen overnight. You know, it took a couple of years of just advocating for myself, but more importantly, advocating, advocating for my students. And um, I think sometimes assertiveness gets misconstrued. Um, either by the person that's trying to be assertive or by the person that you're talking to or that, you know, you're trying to um, advocate for yourself to. And so it's really important to start with rapport building and, and having a common ground. It's like conflict resolution almost, but in the reverse. Like um, you're trying, you want to make sure that you're entering a situation when you're trying to, you know, not necessarily, and I put this in air quotes, demand what you need, but you are, uh, letting somebody know, hey, this is actually what I do, you know, as a speech pathologist, maybe I do a lot of play-based therapy. I need a rug. I need space, you know, on my carpet. I can't have bookshelves and desks in the way. But um, like I said, it didn't happen overnight. And, you know, I, I started out almost, didn't quite happen, but I almost shared the band room um, in my first uh, assignment. So, you know, and it just, it, again, kind of, even then I wasn't very assertive. I kind of gave uh, my principal a little bit of a, like a look like, oh, okay. And I think he kind of read that as, oh yeah, you can't do speech with band playing. Um, so thank goodness. But, you know, I, I just got moved to the janitor's storage area, um, <laughs> but it was quiet. Um, and uh, so, you know, but it, it took, 
a couple years of me learning, okay, what exactly, first of all, what do I need? What do my students need to then, you know, go from, you know, when I started as a preschool speech therapist too, I was sharing a room um, with the IEP room and with a teacher workspace. And so I was kind of in a little corner and just had to say, you know, I'm going to need more space to do the kind of therapy that I do. So it's it's a matter of, you know, being assertive and advocating for your students, always putting their needs first and not being demanding necessarily. Um, th- that's just my personal, that's my strategy. Maybe sometimes demanding works. I don't know. But for me, it doesn't always, I don't feel comfortable with it, I guess. Um, and I like making, you know, good, strong relationships with my admin. Um to help them understand what it is that I do. So that way, when I do need something, you know, they understand. It's not like I need something and they're scared into giving it to me. It's that we have this relationship where they trust me, they've seen me work with my students and know what I need. So those are the kinds of things, I guess, to keep in mind. I'm so grateful for my speech room. I love it. It is my happy place. And I cannot wait, you guys. Cannot wait to have my students back in there um, in virtual therapy. Sometimes I'm showing them around like, remember this corner? Look what I put here. <laughs> it's We have fun. <laughs> so yeah. So I hope that answers that question for you. Um, I also got a question about favorite uh, virtual speech therapy materials. And anytime I get this question, I um, it's also followed up with, you know, how can I keep my students engaged? And especially for preschool, I think that's huge. That's been a huge, um, I, I would say it's, it's a challenge. Challenges are great because they help us grow, right? And so uh, the challenge is that engagement and the motivation to come back. Um, I've had students, you know, they're, they've been in class for an hour and a half and now it's time for speech and they don't want to transition to speech because they are done sitting in front of the computer and I get it. So, being engaged is huge, and I really want to direct you over to Play Spark Toys on Instagram. Um, they have put together so many great resources. So go to Play Spark Toys on Instagram, but then go to their Facebook, go to the Green Green Screen Speech Therapy group on Facebook, and um, get added to that group, and you will have access to so many freebies that are just all all kinds of you know all these SLPs. We're all putting things for you to use on there for free um, that have worked for us and our students. But just remember, what works for one student may not work for the next, and that's okay. Um, Just keep trying to, you know, to find what works. And if it doesn't happen even in a week or two weeks for a certain student, just go easy on yourself, please. Um, I'm learning that, you know. I think I relearn that every beginning of every school year. I want to take on the world and I can I know we all can but I think I have to remember all in good time Marie all in good time so just make sure you're going easy on yourselves and uh, you know if you're if you're you're feeling frustrated because students aren't engaged stop what you're doing and write three things you're grateful for that's always my answer or take three deep breaths um, write three good things that happened to you prior to that session anything just keep yourself keep yourself on track because you are important um I got a question about what my favorite Teachers Pay Teachers resources are. Um, Speech Room News. (laughs) I love Jenna Rayburn, Jenna Rayburn Kirk. Um, She has some great resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. And I just, and I think the reason I say her first is because it's very preschool friendly. Um, She, uh, 
is the longtime preschool speech therapist. She does a lot of collaboration just like I do. So a lot of her materials are so good for the whole class. Um, so I like to use those during push-in and everything. So I love her stuff. I always love the, the pictures. They're so kid-friendly. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite TPT account. Favorite favorite place to spend my teacher's pay teacher's moolah. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is going to be a quick Q&A. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit more about the journal in a minute, so um, we'll get there. Uh, my last question is uh, asking if I enjoy doing themed therapy sessions. This couldn't have come at a perfect time because I was just thinking about this the other day, like, wow, I never really, I mean, I do I do, do themed therapy um, when I can. Like, you know, okay, we're doing our snowman craft or we're doing our wreath craft, but it's taken me a few years. And I think because I'm only, so this is my fourth year. Um, and I am finally feeling like, oh yeah, I have time for themes. But the first three years, guys, it was just like keeping my head above water. Um, not all the time, but you know, it's like, no, I, and, and I had to let go of that. The first year I was like, everybody's doing themes. They have these great calendars. What the heck am I doing? And then my second year, you know, I sent out the calendars and that was enough. <laughs> and I did the, I did the projects. And then last year I was really good about, you know, theming, um, getting on board with the teachers and if they're doing brown bear i'm doing brown bear if they're doing food i'm doing food you know hungry hungry caterpillar if um they're doing holiday stuff i'm doing holiday stuff so just so we can the the beauty of themes especially when you're working with your teachers on the same themes is that you can um, be helping students really generalize their vocabulary and that's especially in preschool that's where it's at man um and so it's really helpful. It keeps it very consistent. Um, and so themes, yeah, love them. Think they're great. Do I always make time for them? No. And I think that's the beauty of our job in a way. We are in a session and the theme isn't, maybe the activity planned for that theme that day is not going well. And so sometimes, yes, I can adapt them. And I love having what I call adaptable activities, but sometimes you just have to pull out the strike a ball, if you know what that is, where you hit the ball with the hammer, it goes through a couple holes, then it's going down a ramp. Sometimes that's what you do. You pull it out, you pull the cars out, even though it's not vehicle week, and you call it a day. Am I right? Um, obviously, you're working on things, not saying that you're not, <laughs> but that's the idea. So those are your questions, friends. This is a quick episode. But going back to the journal really fast because um, I do just want to share with you that it has been so awesome to see everybody starting to receive their their packages of the first shipment of journals that went out and I just wanted to take a moment and you know it is a great it's a gratitude journal it's all about being grateful and I just really from the bottom of my heart want to say thank you to all of you listening um, for just all of your all of your support. Um, it is not lost upon me that we have this beautiful community of speech pathologists and humans that support each other every day. Um, you know, for those of you that uh, see the value in practicing mindfulness and gratitude, thank you for um, sharing it with me. Thank you for reflecting along with me. Thank you for laughing along with me. I am just, I am just beyond grateful for you guys. And I think you need to know that. And I probably don't say it enough. And maybe I do. And you're tired of hearing it. But how could you be? Because I love you all. And um, I hope that you um, 
you know, it, that these strategies work for you, that when you're feeling a little bit stressed, like I have been for the last two weeks, that, you know, having that time to yourself to sit down and write three things that you're grateful for, journal or not, um, you know, even if you just have to think it in your head, that's fine. Uh, use it as a conversation starter, something that, um, you know, Mark and I do, or even I, I do with my family. Uh, you know, if we're having a tense conversation, we try to end it with, but I'm really grateful for this, that you do this. So there you go, friends. All right, 16 minutes, and we're going to call it an episode. I I will talk to you next time. Oh, I just feel, I'm feeling so, so loved and supported, and I just want you to know I love and support you all. All right, so talk to you next time. Bye.